welcome to the 38th episode of Virtually Unbreakable podcast, where we inspire you to live happier and more fulfilling lives. My name is Ella and I'm your host. Today's topic is overcoming rejection and self-doubt. My guest today is Sel Ahmad. Sel is personal development speaker who inspires young people and adults into creating a happier future. Sel is also an author and a UK University Board Advisor. I'm pleased to have you here with me, so sit back, relax and enjoy this episode. Hi, Sel, how are you doing today? Hi, Ella. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast. Super, super excited for the conversation that we're going to have. I'm also very excited. Thank you for coming here today. Please, can you tell us who you are and what is it that you do, Sel? Sure. I am a huge advocate for youth success. I am a youth personal development author, speaker, and trainer. And as a result of the workshops and keynotes that I deliver, students, graduates, and young professionals, they find themselves more confident in who they're becoming, playing to their strengths, and communicating effectively to achieve their goals. Fantastic. And I suppose there is a story uh, how you came across this, how you how you got inspired into doing what you're doing. And we will get to that in a minute. But I wanted to ask you, this is very significant, what we are discussing today. And especially um, considering the difficult times that we live in, Mm. the times where youth can be quite confused about what is it that they want to do in the future, uh, unsure of their strengths, um, and perhaps filled with that, self-doubt and that might be indeed based on some previous rejection that they've received or they faced and can you tell me how do you define success what does success mean to you ah okay success to me well let me start off by saying that success looks differently for everyone And so I would never tell a student, a graduate, or a young professional who they need to be in order to be successful. So back to your question, I personally define success as living in my truest expression. And that means allowing myself to do the things that I love to do and Mm -hmm. the things that bring me joy when I do those things. And that basically means that the thoughts, that I think, the visions that I have, the dreams that I have about myself Mm. in my head Mm. are in agreement with what my heart feels and what makes it happy. Mm. So if, for example, um, a person dreams of being a mother and Mm -hmm. that is their dream, that is their vision, that is their goal to be a mother and they manage to have a kid. And being a mother to that kid makes them feel happy and joyful. That for me is success. Mm, In the same way, in the same way that if a graduate dreams of working in a big bank and that is all they dream about and they manage to secure that job and they go to work every day feeling happy, feeling so Mm -hmm. grateful that they get the opportunity to actually 
practice banking, that to me is success as well. So whenever our brain and our heart are in agreement, I define that as success. That is such a wonderful definition. I love it. I think I've read or heard something pretty similar somewhere some time ago. I can't remember who from um, some public person, but it was very much in line with what you said. And I love how the aspect of being true to yourself is included here, because um, I think it's something that is so often ignored by us. For many different reasons, right? Um, and but yet there is a very strong um, there's lots of research and very strong scientific evidence that shows that when we do indeed forget about who we are and what is it that we want to achieve and what our dreams and goals are, um, everything um, starts unfortunately deteriorating including our physical health our mental health our relationships so that aspect or concept of being a true version staying true to yourself and and being authentic is is fantastic and I love that thank you so much for sharing and so we we are speaking today about um, rejection and self-doubt. And um, like I said earlier, it's a topic that often touches on the lives of young people. Um, can you tell me a bit more about how does your work help young people? Sure. I am mainly in the personal development space, as I mentioned before. So my personal development workshops help young people to be more intentional about living in that truest expression of themselves so mm-hmm. it it kinds of kind of helps them move towards allowing themselves to become that truest expression of themselves and personal development as you know is a very um personal mm-hmm. <laughs> journey and it's a lot about self-discovery And when we look at the people I work with, which are mainly students, graduates, or young professionals, and where they're coming from, generally speaking, it's university or an apprenticeship. And that by itself has probably taught them a course, a degree, a technical skill that they've learned, which ultimately is meant to give them some level of confidence Mm -hmm. to be able to do whatever they aspire to do in the future. That's right. However, Unless we start working on personal development early on, we, uh, we as in the young adults, end up finding out that they might lack the self-esteem to yes. actually use the skills. So they learn the skills, they have the knowledge, but then inside they don't feel as worthy or as ready or as um, mm. prepared or as capable to be the one who can execute that specific task. And that's because no strategy or course will ever work if our thoughts and emotions are not in agreement with the things that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And personal development for me is very special because it's helped me so much at many different stages of my life. But ultimately, what I've seen is when we invest in ourselves, we're investing in the future. And that's Mm -hmm. why I choose to work with young people. Mm, Wonderful. It's almost like um, 
to you and me, this is obvious, but I'm sure many people um, would probably question it or don't realize it as much as we do. It almost feels like everything starts from a healthy self-esteem, doesn't it? Um, it, it really is um, healthy self-esteem really is the basis for good mental health, for um, positive expectations, yeah. for supporting be supportive beliefs and for executing on your dreams. So for having the courage to take mm -hmm. steps towards yeah. the future that you re really want. And I'm personally also very passionate about um, self-esteem, which is actually why I wrote a book about it, um, Teach Your Kids to Build Positive Self-Image, which is a book dedicated to parents yeah. on how to raise their children, um, seeing the good, the positive sides in themselves, because this really forms the basis. Mm. Um, and can you tell me, so in your wonderful introduction earlier, you've mentioned what is it that you do and the fact you're working with young people and, and why you decided to work in this uh, line of work. And um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself in terms of when was the time when you were perhaps facing rejection, when you faced rejection or when you were filled with self-doubt and how did you overcome that? How did you transform your life then? I've had uh, many moments when I've faced self-doubt and when I've faced rejection. So I can't specifically pin it down to one. Okay. Because yeah. just when I just when I think I have overcome myself and I am now super confident, then it happens I get again. A, <laughs> I get a bigger and better challenge to work with. But I can definitely share um, one experience that is showing up right now for me and as in in my mind, a thought I'm mm -hmm. having right now. So there was a time a few years ago when I had an idea to launch a hair care brand mm -hmm. and I really loved everything to do with caring for um, with hair care. So yeah. Yeah. taking care of Afro and um, yeah curly hair. I love that. And I was really good at it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, but then came the time to launch that business and I needed some funding. I managed to secure an investor. I was so excited. And a week before I was due to register my company, the investor suddenly pulled out. Mm. Big rejection moment right there. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt really doubtful as in could did I have do I have what it takes to take this company forward and launch the business the way I thought I was going to do mm. now that I don't have all this support now that I don't have the cash that I was expecting to have so that was a big moment for me and I won't lie it, it really took me down it crushed me quite a lot and I stayed there for a long time right. and then I realized that you know what, I believe more in the future that I'm trying to create than the actual event that happened. So the investor pulling out should in no way affect the future that I want to live because back then I believed in that future. And so changing the way I was telling that story to myself as opposed mm. to 
oh, the investor pulled out because it was never going to work anyway, or because I'm not good enough, or because the idea isn't as solid, or the return on investment isn't that huge. Changing that story to replacing it with a story of what I actually believe in, which is my future and what I'm trying to create, really felt empowering. And I moved on and I launched the company, did my thing, launched the hair care business, had some level of success, you could say. Yeah. And then I just realized it myself that that wasn't what I ultimately wanted to do. Mm. So that's one moment of rejection and overcoming self-doubt just by changing the story and how I was choosing to see things. Very inspiring. And, and in one of your TEDx talks, um, you actually talk about telling the story differently. And how do you think we can tell our story differently so we have chances for creating a more positive, more fulfilling future? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, creating a positive and more fulfilling future, it all begins with having a clear understanding of what that positive and fulfilling future looks like for you. Mm-hmm. Not for your parents, not for your partner, not for your best friend, for your siblings. Really, what does it look like for you? And if you can create a happier future for yourself, you need to be able to see it. You need to be able to think in your in your head what imagine that looks it. like. Yeah. You need to imagine it. You need to describe it. And basically, you need to see that future before it happens. Yes, that's right. And once you're in that position, in that space of describing and seeing that happy future that you want to live, the next step is to look at where you are now. How are you living your life today? And Mm. what's the distance between the future you want to live and the life that you're living today? Simply by observing that, you will discover that you're in one or two, you're going one or, or or the other way. So you're either going down, getting closer, to that happy and fulfilling future or you're moving away from it yeah it doesn't matter what you're doing just being aware is the the point of this exercise or activity understanding where you are and then from that point of awareness once you know you can't not know (laughs) once you know you can't undo it Mm. exactly you have the opportunity to change the story so then it's down to you to decide, okay, what is it that I learned by going completely the opposite direction from my happy future that I can use as tools to take me closer to my happy future mm-hmm. and, and choose to see your past mistakes, your past um, uh, rejections, your self-doubt mm-hmm. as wisdom and not be emotionally attached to all those horrible things that happened to you, but use it as tools that you could then that made move you stronger, towards. perhaps. Exactly. As well. That made you stronger, better equipped to move yeah. towards the happy future. Because we do experience contrast every day, right? We have our idea, our vision of what our life should be like and what we should be like. And we do experience this contrast every day. And that contrast makes us want our things even more. So if it wasn't for contrast, if if it wasn't for rejection, if it wasn't for mistakes, we wouldn't perhaps have the really strong desire 
to do something different, to try yeah. something new. For example, if we are um, experiencing uh, bad treatment in our job, for example, as young people, we develop this strong desire for being respected and feeling hurt in our next employment. Um, so if it wasn't for that one negative experience, we would never value our um, individuality and respect and equality in the workplace as much as we do today. So I think you are right. This ability to tell ourselves more importantly than actually anybody else, tell ourselves that story differently is key to moving on and truly transforming our lives. Um, I totally agree with that. I also love your point about um, how we need to um, describe that future that we want, how we want to, um, the fact that we want to, we need to visualize it and imagine it. Because how do we know when we achieve something if, if we don't know what is it that we want to achieve? And unless yeah. we describe it to ourselves, unless we find the courage to describe how we feel when we get that go when we reach that goal, when we get that job, how we're going to celebrate when we get that uh, deal signed yeah. or contract signed or a new client, what are we going to do and how we're going to feel and embracing the feelings related to that. Unless we do that, we will. It will be harder for us to bridge that gap between our life today and our life in the future, isn't it? Absolutely. I love that topic. It's one of my favorite topics: <laughs> transforming your life. How do you do it? Um. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really love our conversation. I've heard somewhere a wonderful phrase that I just want to quote here is yes. the most important words are the words we say to ourselves when others don't listen. Absolutely. Um, and that is the, the positive inner voice. I have the last question for you, Sal. Um, what are um, the three key steps we can all do to be more in charge of our future? What are those steps for you? I love you. I love that you ask this because it really just summarizes everything we talk about. Mm. <laughs> um, so the three steps that we can all um, take in order to take charge of our future. Mm. Uh, step number one is understand what you love and what brings joy to your life. Sure. Step number two. Two is define what success looks like for you, not anyone else, just you. Mm -hmm. And step three would be decide what small daily steps you can take that will move you closer that goal that you want, that future that you want to live in. That's, That's pretty perfect. much it. <laughs> Very simple. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you so much for your time today, Sal. Um, thanks for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom and your experiences with us. Um, I really enjoyed talking to you um, and I hope we can speak again. Thanks of for listening. Of course we will. Thank you so much for having me. Have an amazing day. Take care. Thank you for joining me today. 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did enjoy it, why don't you subscribe or leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts? I would love to hear from you and see what you think. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. The link to my profile is below in the show notes. If you would like to receive the notes from today's podcast episode, you can find them on our website, which is virtuallyunbreakable.bassprout.com. See you in the next episode of Virtually Unbreakable, where we will discuss how to disagree and manage conflict in a relationship.